Um, I'd like to talk about my explosive diarrhea, please. Thank you. So tonight's going to be a poopery, you're saying? Yes. <laughs> well played. Well played. Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and this Who? Coming to you from the Recycle Garage. Who, what, where? In sunny Santa Cruz, okay. California. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Liza's excited the season has begun. Tell you yep. what. The official kickoff. Well, it is the kickoff, but for once, absolutely true, it was a glorious sunny day all day. Yes, mm-hmm. after a, a blustery week. Yeah. Blustery and cool on Monterey Bay. Mm-hmm. Well, Jim, I mean, you saw me yesterday morning. What was I like? Yeah, you were you were beyond like Christmas morning. You were having anxiety. You were so excited. I was so excited. She yeah. was like so a child with a new toy. Oh, oh gosh. We'll get yeah. into it. Hey, everyone. This is Liza. Joining me in the studio tonight, running the board is Stumpy John. Hello, everybody. This is uh, your friendly Stump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should stop calling him that. I I think it I think it works. I like Fire Eater. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling him Fire Eater fire John. Eater? Yes, because you eat fire. Okay, you brush your sometimes teeth I, with gunpowder. Sometimes I shite fighter too. Well, <laughs> and which brings me to that was more like Jello. That was more like Jello. No, I th- I mean I think hot hot shot is a far more appropriate <laughs> hot shot. Yeah, one with hot, that. hot shot, Kick, Johnny hot, hot shot, shot. <laughs> kicking me when I'm down. <laughs> yeah, that's because Liza rode me, rode me hard, and put me away wet in Vegas. Oh God, it came out in flames. You're not the only one. And on the classy girl couch, it's Miss Emma. Yeah. Hello, her darlings. I'm thrilled to be back after one week hiatus. Yeah. It was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sad. Yeah. Oh, it's it sad for me. Also on the Classic Girl Couch, bringing the gun show to the studio. It's Douglas. That's right. Get your tickets. <laughs> Smith Player. and Wesson. Player. Well, you got to go to the gun show because you can't go to the IMS show, can you? Nope. Not ever more again. No. Nope. No more. That's right. Yeah. And over by the open window, ready to leap <laughs> out. At any moment. <laughs> it's a naked gym. Hey, what's happening? Dirt bikes are, dirt bikes are cool. Derp. 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 Dirt bikes are cool. Derp. <laughs> and yeah. of course, surrounded by many small-wheeled vehicles, it's Bagel. Oh, he's locked up again. Oh. Oh, he's in the Arctic. He's frozen again. He is, and he's hello, got this. Hello. Oh, hello. Hey, there hello. you are. He looks rather hello. animatronic like a Disney ride. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All of the presidents. <laughs> when Mr. Badana Head starts to <laughs> 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 Look at me! That is perfect. Oh my god! (laughs) Such is the internet connectivity in rural America. Yeah, you you may want to just shut the video down. (laughs) Oh god! We're going to keep laughing at the the screenshots. Um, (laughs) Disney (laughs) animatronic. Sorry. No. How's that? Is that better? Yeah, animatronics good. by Hankel. That's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I yeah, Jim, you saw me at breakfast yesterday. I was just like in like uh, hog heaven. You were stoked. You were you were so fired like, up. We you are, were shaking. We're we're in it. We are in the season now. Yeah. We had the one show two weekends ago. We are on our way to go to the quail. I've got Americade in a couple of weeks, and then Vintage Days, but, and oh, then, yeah. then I'm going to South Dakota. But then, hang on, oh, Liza. Yeah. It's not, and I want to make 
the the point with these, we're not just visiting these shows. We're in them. We're part of them. Well, shows and tours and, and like everything. You know, we are we're we're making. Sometimes we are the show. You we are the show. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just I was so excited. Did <laughs> you? You saw me move faster than you've ever seen me move. Two things, yeah. I, I thought you, I thought you were excited once they gave you free sausage once when you're over fifty at the diner. I thought that was one excitement. Yeah. That, oh yeah, that was a revelation. You were beyond that. I'm like, huh? Sausage. You know, this is a hot tip. If you are, and this is nationwide, I want you to know: if you are fifty years and older, you can ask for extra sausage or bacon at any uh, fine dining establishment. Can't you ask for That's that regardless of who you are? They're trying to get rid of us. You just say, I'm over 50. I'll take extra sausage. And they give it to me every time at McDonald's. Yeah. Hmm. You were excited. And then I did see you move faster than I've ever seen you move in my entire life. I told John, too. We were sitting on a bench. And I said, look, that's the fastest I've ever seen you move. Well, um, we're at the Quail, and I saw Gordon McCall, who we interviewed last week. Yes. And I had tried to say hello to him, but he was just constantly had people around him. And he was... Walking alone, I'm like, oh my chicken! And I just like, <laughs> oh my chicken! <laughs> I just took off, and he was delightful. He said he had a wonderful time on our show. Good, so yeah, oh, good. Was he was fun. what a nice guy he was. What was generally great. people do, I mean, being, and I mean, I'm going back to the first time I met Misfits on Mass, and it's like, oh, we want to interview you, and you think, oh Christ, I'd rather, I'd rather have my head nailed to a coffee table, <laughs> and then. When it actually <laughs> happens, it's quite a pleasant experience. So, you know. So let's talk about the quail. Let's give a review. I mean, I think also the thing that's going on here is there's been two years of uncertainty and yes. a little bit of doom and dread. And, right. Well, and not really any shows. And no shows. Right. And so they're coming back and they're coming up. And it's like, to me, each one of these feels like, like a family reunion, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you get to see all these people and just have fun. In fact, when we got to the quail, I think I was there an hour before I looked at a bike. Right, you're just saying hi. I was hi, just like hi. walking around saying yeah. hello and and seeing people and just. Well, I think before we get hot and heavy about the show, we need to give Law Tigers and Matt Beals. Just thanks, guys, because this year. Um, it was a big year for me because Motortown had a booth there. That was a nice setup. Oh, Good setup. a nice pop-up, by the way. Right. Uh, thank you. I love my pop-up. And we shared it with Law Tigers. You know, mm. Matt is such easy company. Yeah, he's, um, he's got a great setup with Law Tigers. And, you know, it really m- oiled the wheels for me to get on the lawn at the Quail as a vendor. So um, yeah, you had some bikes on display there. Thanks, Law Tigers. <laughs> but we also just <laughs> had a tent and some chairs. Yep. And it was kind of like uh, the Home hub. Base. Yeah. Yeah. The hub. People coming by. Mm-hmm. Well, I was surprised when we first got there because we had breakfast and then rode down, and um, we got there before ten, right? A little before ten, and it was already full of people. Like not crowded, but yep. more people I'd ever seen. I think at that time of day. Well, the weather was glorious. Yeah, I mean, really we've was. been there in the past. It's been cold, it's been rainy, mm-hmm. you bailed halfway through the afternoon. The weather could not have been better. It was nice. It's like 80 degrees, just gorgeous sunshine. Yeah. And people were stoked to be back. Oh, yeah. So, since, John, this is the first time you ever went, Yep. can you first 
Describe, I mean, as you walk to this event, describe what it's like, how it's set up. Because this is unlike any other event you've been to, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, describe it. <clears throat> well, it's it's very posh, you know, especially when I compare it to the... Um, oh, posh is the word, yeah. isn't it? Well, yeah. it is on it's, part of the golf course. It's fancy. Yeah, it really it is. is. fancy. So, I mean, the Quail Lodge is this beautiful lodge in Carmel Valley, big golf course. It's actually set up on the um, right on the driving range. So right below the the big lodge where the restaurant is and so in in that. So, you know, you walk in, everything it's just it's posh. Everything, you know, beautiful white tents. Motorcycles are placed perfectly. M- most of the bikes, if not all of them, were immaculate. A nice stage in the corner. And it's basically it's a big ring where yeah, you have the right. tents and vendors around the outside and then bikes in the middle. Yep. And they do a very good job of putting out benches and mm-hmm. tables and yeah. chairs. Yeah, lots of seating. So it is very social. Didn't feel like super crowded like other shows, it, but there were still a lot of people there. It yeah. just was really well set up and well thought it out. Yeah. A lot of people there. The other thing I really like about it, um, unlike other shows and like the one show, which I love, but if you're admiring a bike, good luck finding the builder at the one show, right? Right. right. <laughs> at this place, a lot of people just set up camping chairs know, like near at, their bike. Like at a car show. Yeah. yeah, and are just hanging out, wanting to talk and tell you the story. Right. So it really does lend to this very personal, um, really intimate experience of talking to people and chit-chatting about this, that, and the other. Yeah. And we had, um, you had, uh, Energica was there. You had... Arch. Well, they featured the... Yeah, Arch. Arch was there. They featured the Harley... Uh, with the XR750 flat track, right. yeah. you know, that whole, so they had a whole bunch of those bikes. And it was the Brap. They had a Brap <laughs> section with all the two-strokes. Yeah, yeah. Mini bikes, uh, yeah. plenty of vintage. Just, and cool, real custom cool stuff. Like the one that won Everything. whatever award was from Revival Cycles, what do they call it, the Fuse? Mm. Yes. Did you see that from Revival? They won the award. The other thing that's fun is how some of the people dress up. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's almost <laughs> Kentucky Derby. <laughs> right. It is, exactly. almost Kentucky Derby. Yeah. So everyone just kind of having this rich great people time. style. And uh let's talk about some of the highlights. Emma, what were some of the highlights for you? Well, I mean let's let's get down to brass tacks. The quail was born out of Legend of the Motorcycle, mm-hmm. which happened in two thousand and seven up there in Half Moon Bay. Yeah. Two the, years. Uh, Two, well, no, I think it was two years. It was two years. Mm-hmm. I went to the inaugural one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, to me, it's number one in the world, and that's not putting down the one show because the one show is an amazing show. It's different, mm-hmm. but for the sheer spectacle, the quail is like unlike nothing else on the planet, and. You want to see the best bikes in the world? Check. You want to see the richest folks in the world who like motorbikes? Check. Uh, you want to see uh, pro racers walk by you? I mean, like Wayne, Check. Wayne Rainey's there. Um, Kenny Roberts was there again. <laughs> I thought was, I saw him. No, he, he was, was there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see him. Um, you had uh, Roland, Sands. Roland Sands and his dad. Yes. Of course, Craig Vetter, Mike Corbin, and just everyone just hanging out and chatting like it's a party. Well, Corbin, little, <laughs> Corbin did a little more than chat from what yeah. I hear. Yes, well, yeah. well that's a story for that's another not, day. That's, that's a story for another day. Um, but it's, um, Mert was there again. No. No, he wasn't. Yeah, I didn't no. see him there. No, um, Mert. Okay. No, Mert. But it's just this very social place. So for me, 
One of the things I love is uh, all the listeners that come up and yes. say hi. Oh, yes, hello. Who yeah. are there for yeah, the first time because right. I heard about it. Yeah, we saw a bunch of people. And how much great. they love it. Yeah. Yeah. Sh- shout out to Sam and Alfredo. They were yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's something I love. <clears throat> what about Betty from New Jersey? Of course. Oh, oh I miss Betty. Oh, oh. Betty. Yeah, is Betty was fun. So full of life. Darn yeah. it. Uh, Tad, Tad that's going to Pakistan, he was there. I didn't meet him. Yeah, it was great. That was, you were waiting for me in the restrooms. That's who I was talking to. <coughs> oh, and the scooterists. Who's the scooterist? Bagel? No. <laughs> the, the couple. Oh, 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 the Woodcocks. Yes, thank you. I don't know why I always blame Yeah, the that. Woodcocks yeah, were there. They're super cool. Um, just, so that's just really fun and just hanging out with people. Um, bikes, notable bikes. For me, yes, my favorite. And <clears throat> it's going to start with, uh, I guess, my first question. You know, looking at a lot of the bikes, a lot of these old bikes, modified, custom, all of them, it, it, I came up with questions. Yes. So this is kind of like uh, this is kind of like a tell me why. Like we get to uh, tell me why. So my favorite bike there was the Zundap. Like it was oh, it like a nineteen thirty six maybe the sidecar flat with four. a sidecar yeah, yeah. Nice. flat four. Very so beautiful. and I've not seen this because it had cylinders like a BMW, but they were a little elongated and had two spark plug caps so, going in. So I was thinking about that bike, and I was thinking. Why um why it existed in the first place? So and why it didn't make production and Tell answer, me why. The Emma? the answer is quite easy. You've got to think about your history. Now in the mid nineteen thirties, Hitler and the Nationalist Party had taken control mm-hmm. of Germany and they were very eager to show that Germany was number one in the world. So from an engineering standpoint, they did these amazing engineering masterpieces like these giant locomotives, like um, the Hindenburg aircraft, not absolutely showing, look, we are number one in the world. However, when the war actually came along, you realized that having a sophisticated vehicle not necessarily what you need. So Zondap probably figured out that the flat four was too complex for the military. Drop production and just continued with a flat twin, which of course made its name for itself in all the theatres of war. So now my question, because I dragged them, I'm like, come mm-hmm. and explain what's happening here. <clears throat> now that's my theory. I don't know if that's proven, Is this but it makes sense to me. two pistons in one cylinder? No. Why does it have two spark plug caps? It's a four-cylinder, right? Yeah, it's a four-cylinder. It said so on the back. So two pis- two cylinders in one head. Yes. So Just like every other twin <clears throat> in the world. So would that make it a quatwin? No. Why not? It'll make it a, it a flat four. Like a Subaru. How many... How well, what's a twingle? A twi- Ah, nah. Now a twingle ah, is ah. something quite different. A twingle <clears throat> is a single-cylinder two-stroke... That the best way to describe a twingle is the is the is the rod, the conrod, is shaped like a Y. And so you have a single rod that branches off into a Y and you have two pistons going up and down together. It's two stroke. Isn't that make it a twin? No, it makes it a twingle. <laughs> but you have two pistons, two cylinders? Sort of. In one head? 
you have one, one combustion chamber. Yeah, one combustion chamber. So then why wouldn't this be a quatwin? Because it, it wasn't like that. Because The pistons because are doing the, different the, the, things. Mm-hmm. And a twingle, the pistons are doing the same things. They're sharing a common rod. Whereas on that bike, it's a boxer. like a bmw but it doesn't necessarily mean the front and the rear pistons are at top dead center together they're not sharing a common rod right it's it's like a volkswagen where it's got four cylinders each pair of cylinders shares the same head but they're separate combustion chambers okay the twingle has two cylinders two pistons but one single combustion chamber they both fire at the same time it's like it's like it's like they're being married you know two two hearts beating it was one and all that nonsense so two cylinders one head yes Okay, got no, it. No, 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 no. You keep on bringing up cylinder heads. Well, because the, the valve, okay. No, there's you a difference have- between a cylinder head and a combustion chamber. Okay. A cylinder head, any twin cylinder bike in the world, or any four-stroke mm-hmm. twin cylinder bike in the world, has got a, one cylinder head. Right? Yeah. Your Africa twin, how many cylinder well, heads does your Africa twin have? Two. No. One. I don't yes. know. Three. I haven't really looked closely at my bike. No, it's only got it's one head with two barrels. Up. It's one it's head with two barrels yeah. with two combustion chambers. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's right, single right, right, casting, right. single casting. Yeah. Whereas, so don't mix up cylinder heads and combustion okay, chambers. Okay. Yes. So, so anyway, no, that Zundup was, and oh, it was beautiful. I tell you what, though, one of my favorites of the show. Oh God, there was just just this glorious little Montessa. Child, oh, little bike. teeny tiny Montessa. Uh, twenty-five. <laughs> now it's not twenty-five cc. It's fifty cc. They just called it the twenty-five. But when a Spaniard builds a mini bike, it doesn't necessarily look like a mini bike. It looks like an exact replica of a big bike that's just been shrunk down to quarter mm. size. Yeah, it was mm. the most glorious little thing, and I think it got an award for the best. You, Spanish. Oh. As it should. It was just, oh, it's a lovely little thing. All right. I don't want to let this go. I want to go back. Does a Quatwin exist? <laughs> no. God damn it. Why not? Because <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. <laughs> why on earth would you have four pistons okay, on what about one a, rod? What about a Thringle? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. A Quatwin would have two two rods. It would be a double Twingle, basically. Oh, God. I can yes, think of nothing thank you. worse. No. Why? Well, you know, it would be balanced, though. So if you have it set up as a boxer, right? The, it would be about as balanced as the designer. Okay. What, <laughs> what about a quingle? No. Gosh. I kind of like the idea of a thringle. <laughs> Just from, oh, I'm right. I'm riding my putch thringle today. So would a, would a quingle be like an aerial, aerial square four with one Conrad? It could be. That'd be like a quingle. It's not as good as saying thringle, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I just bought myself a used Thringle, and it cost me three up and say I think it would be a Tringle. A Tringle. A Tringle. No, I like, No, I, I prefer Thringle. Can you diddle a Thringle? You probably I could. I can diddle anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was... Oh, wait, Jim, what about you? What was a highlight? You showed me some monstrosity you loved, and I actually was kind of repulsed by it. Oh, which, what was that? It was the... Uh, the, name, <laughs> the name will come to me. I'll tell you what I, I liked, though, and it was a surprise. Um... A Harley Davidson. Oh, yeah? Do you remember at the end of the oh, row, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like a maybe a '67 Emma. Do you remember that 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 purple Harley? Like it's, it was down at the end of the row. It was like your. Wait a minute, Mister Colorblind. What color was it? Blue. You're thinking of that 
gorgeous blue sportster. Yes, yeah, the blue sportster. Oh, oh. Light, light blue one. Yeah, it was light kind blue. Of, the original one. Ocean blue and white. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. White that was, was a beautiful sportster. God yeah. almighty. Mm. And I tell you what, now don't get me started with sportsters because that bike was the equal of anything coming out of Britain at the time. Mm. It had proper sized wheels. Mm-hmm. It had a 19 inch wheel on the front and an 18 inch on the back. It had a proper riding position. It was crushingly handsome. Looked like something Elvis Oh, we owned. called it the panty dropper. There, Doug's yeah. got it right Is this there. the actual bike? Yeah. It yeah. looked, yeah. So it was 67. Is that what it was? No. Uh, but, oh, 67. Over the years, Harley Davidson obviously made the decision that the Sportster is no longer a standard. Yeah. And is now a chopper. Yeah. And well, they changed the frame and changed the stance and just ruined it. What I liked about that, maybe the thing uh, subconsciously, oh. is it looks like almost like a British kind of a bike. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Lo- I mean, just look at it. That was purposeful. Yeah. Just I mean, glorious. it's gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely glorious. I like it. Yeah. Well, of course, there's a lot to like. You know? So that was, I was pleasantly surprised. Harley Davidson. That was probably my favorite bike at the uh, thing, besides Emma's Triumph, of course. Oh, the perp, um, the no, but the other monstrosity that you took me over to see. Oh, that the, was that the Aramaki? Oh, no, the Aramaki was that beautiful. Was my, we, so yeah, let's that we'll was come back to Oh, was it the, no, the, the monkey bike? The monkey bike. Oh, so they had a monkey bike. Remember, Emma, I showed you that? It was a Dakar was, bike or something like that. It was like, like an Africa half. Oh, half. Yeah, Af- <laughs> well, no, that goes yeah, back. That goes back to the mid-80s. And Japan went through this kind of phase of doing what they call gag bikes. And the gag bikes, we got the YSR. Yeah, we got the YSR. We got the YSR 50. Mm -hmm. Right. Which was kind of, in real terms, the best of the bunch. But it wasn't just Yamaha who did them. Honda did them. Kawasaki did them. Everyone did these gag bikes. There's no way that was a factory bike. It was a factory. There's no way that was a factory bike. It was. There's no way. It didn't fit it over the seat properly. Hang on, Liza. The seat was cover. Hang on. Yeah. What it was, it was a kit that you put on the factory yeah. bike. Okay. But it was a Honda kit. Um, I want to describe this in, in we should human terms. Of. Have you ever seen any of these YouTube videos, videos of these crazy guys who inject um, silicone into their muscles so they can look like they're bodybuilders, but instead they look, they have these giant biceps and then skinny little legs? It's Does called it skipping leg day. You, no, but they're yeah. like, make they get these giant, like 42 inch biceps and then they got yeah. little 18 inch thighs. This bike kind of looked like that. It was way out of proportion. It looked <laughs> it like they just injected the body parts. Tank. Yeah. And there were things that were just too like bloated. And, yeah, it was a caricature. It was really yeah. well done. It was. But I it, it, was great. It, was, it was well done because it was a factory kit. Yeah. Honda actually sold that kit oh, God, to put right. onto the Z50 Child's bike. <laughs> yeah. So you'd buy the Z50 Child's bike as the base. And then you'd buy the kit and the dealer would install it for you. And so now you've got an Africa twin that's about the size of a shoebox. <laughs> and you could ride it. Yeah, but you know, it, was. It, was, it was an absolute craze in Japan in the mid hmm. to late 80s. Well, we need to explore that more. But John, you want to talk about the Aramaki? Because John Dalton loved that bike. Yeah, Everyone yeah, it was, was, it was a fixating on that. I've never seen anything like that before. Very steampunk. Yeah, it looked very... It was. Do it, you remember the model, Emma? Do you remember model the model? Modeling year, all that? The no, Aramaki, it was the 50s. It looked like a, a like a, from the rocket age. Oh, the full bodywork one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was 62. Oh, 62. Ooh. That's a 62. And once again, it was a victim of fashion. 
It is not the most radical bodywork bike ever made. The most radical was Victoria. It was mm. a little German bike. Um, but right around the early 60s, there was a ton of full bodywork bikes made. And they just became more and more and more bizarre. Did you find a picture of the Victoria? Not yet. Okay. It's a Victoria? Yeah. Yeah, so that... Just put 1962 Victoria. Love that. That was really neat. The other the other bike I really liked was... Um, and Emma, help me out with this. So there's that that, V2, that V4 Yamaha two-stroke engine. Yeah, the RZ500. Yeah, and they put, um, they put that into an R1 frame. R6. R6 frame. R6 yeah, frame. that thing was... That mm, bike clean. has been doing... It's a local bike. Yeah. Um, I think the cat lives in uh, the Bay Area somewhere, but you can see that bike up at Alice's quite regularly. Oh, okay. And I mean, yeah, there it is. <clears throat> did you find it? Yeah, that that that's the one. That's one of the purest incarnations of just full batshit crazy bodywork. Yeah, I, but I like it. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, but if you think about it, now look, mid eighties mm-hmm. horsepower war, certainly among the two strokes, and it culminates with the RG five hundred Suzuki hundred mm-hmm. horsepower. RZ500 Yamaha 100 horsepower. You know, and you could argue, you could backwards and forwards, which is the better bike. My opinion is out of the box, the Suzuki is the slightly better bike. Mm -hmm. A little more fragile, but, you know, stouter power band and a slightly better chassis. The Yamaha suffered a lot from what was faddy at the time, which meant it had a 16-inch front wheel, kind of weird pro linky back suspension so you've got all this power and this kind of hokey chassis right so what better than to take a brilliant handling mm-hmm. chassis like an r6 right and just put this lovely v4 two-stroke engine in it makes oh, sense right that, so that was my favorite so there was one hanging on display the engine yeah, the yeah when, and when you see them it was incredible and then there was the yeah. bike it goes in what's that an rsv4 no, it was an R R six. No, no, there was an R six further down, but in front of the engine on display, in front of it was the bike it came out of. The RZ. Oh, that's an RZ. Yeah, RZ five five hundred. Yeah, RZ five. RZ five. That's it. Okay, R- that engine. So Emma, tell me why. <laughs> yeah. There aren't more V twin four cylinder two stroke engines in the world. It's what everybody needs. Well, of course it is, but it was a last gasp. Right. You know, by the 70s, what I'll tell you what ruined things for internal combustion heads was the Seven Days War in 1973. Because up until 1973, gasoline was a completely disposable commodity, Nobody gave a thought about economy, not even the slightest thought. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. global warming was a thousand years away. Nobody thought about that. Gas was cheap. Even back home in England, it was never as cheap as America. But you could walk into a showroom. You could buy yourself a 440 cubic inch Dodge Magnum powered, you know, charger that did less than 10 to the gallon, probably less than five if you got your foot into it, because it had three carburettors on it. And, you know, that was the way. And the same with bikes. And two strokes were always king because you can always get a two stroke to 
to make more power than a four, always, because you've got a, a firing stroke, a power mm-hmm. stroke, yeah. every revolution, not every second. So, of course, it's going to make more power, but they chew up fuel. Mm. And they knew that. So, 1973 mm. comes along. It's the Seven Days War. Suddenly, gasoline, short, prices mm-hmm. up. And everybody's like, oh, hang on. This might not be sustainable. So from that point forward, if you want to talk about ground zero from when people actually really had to start thinking about economy, that was really, and that was the death knell for two strokes. Mm -hmm. Now they hung on as a mainstream solution really till the, towards the end of the 70s, 77, 78. But what threw a lifeline was Mm -hmm. water cooling. Because when you water cooled a two stroke, the tolerances can get smaller. You can actually start putting power valves in them, make them as efficient as you can, get the power up, but get the emissions down. And the one thing you'll notice, if you ever see an RZ500 fire up or an RD500 or an RG500, when they're hot, they don't smoke that much. Mm. But it was kind of a last gasp. And it was like Japanese manufacturers were, well... They're going to be illegal, so let's show you what we can do. <laughs> and that's what those spikes were. That was a fuck, um, fuck you. That's yeah, what it was. It was, <laughs> it was a giant fuck you and sayonara. I mean, are we in the same situation now with um, the transition to electric, you think? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Which means if we think about it in those terms, the manufacturers are going to give us some amazing fuck yous before they bow out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's basically why, Liza, mm. when, even yeah. when the RG500 and the RZ500 were on the drawing board, yeah. three years before they even made production, they knew it was a dead duck. Mm. Hmm. Hey, I have a sidebar question that made Yo. me think of something. Just curious for all of us here on the show, what in your adult lifetime... What's the cheapest gas you can ever remember buying? Oh, adult lifetime. In your adult lifetime. I remember moving from uh, moving down to Georgia mm-hmm. in the 90s and paying 86 cents a gallon at wow. one point. Yeah, I, I remember in the late 80s it was about maybe 80, 85 or so was the lowest, lowest I could remember. I, I think I can remember paying 50 pence a gallon. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of our English listeners, so that would have been 77, 78, yeah. but that sounds about right, 50p a gallon. But the best part about living in England, <clears throat> if you pulled on, you always filled up at Shell. <laughs> and the reason you filled up at Shell, they had this great machine that it was for two strokes and it was full of two stroke oil mm. and it had a dial on the top and you'd set it to like 20 to one. Oh, and that's cool. you put a gallon of fuel in and push the plunger down and it gave you exactly the right amount of fuel mix for 20 to 1 for a gallon. That's really interesting. But what we used to do, for the back then I was riding a GT 550, so it had an oil reservoir under the seat, so you'd set the dial to maximum, and you'd make sure that the attendant was looking away, and you'd (laughs) (laughs) you'd fill up your oil tank, and then you'd go and pay, and you'd say, oh... 50p for a gallon, and I had a shot of two-stroke, and they charge you like five pence for a shot of two-stroke. And we all did that, you know? You're a scofflaw. Doug, mm. how about you? What's in your adult life? I don't know. Um, 
Because you're the youngest person here. I grew up in Hawaii, so the gas prices were, yeah. were more out there. Um, I, I honestly can't remember. Because I remember, like, I was used to paying six California, chickens, like, six you chickens know, a gallon. A buck fifty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of pig, a little swine. Yeah, a little taro root. Um, yeah, there you go. No, I, I started driving in '95, I think '96. <laughs> uh, I, I can't remember honestly. I don't know. Well, there's another bike I wanted to talk about. One that Emma had you a little excited. Which one was that? The Munch. Oh, yeah. ah, the Munch. Yes, mm. they get Munch. I've I got mean, a Munch model in here somewhere. Munch model couch. So let's talk about somewhere. Friedel Munch. So Bagel's going to get all excited Munch, about that. Uh, this was Runch. said Munch 4. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a, it's an NSU engine. It's 1,200cc NSU overhead cam engine, originally fitted in a car <laughs> and um, put in a motorbike. And it's still, is Friedel Munch still alive, Bagel? I, you know, I think I he is. Know. He's probably he very be. old and eccentric right now. Um, well, he was always eccentric, but but, um, <laughs> but you, you know do, these were rare mid seventies bike. I think the first one was right around like nineteen seventy, and as far as I'm aware, you can still buy a new one now. You know, it's just made to mm-hmm. order. Um, but you just don't see them in the wild that often, and when you see one, it's so big and so mm-hmm. imposing. You're like, oh. It it doesn't look like any other motorcycle engine you've seen, especially when the lime green. It looks more like a fancy espresso machine or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely got that look. Well, and the one that the show was green. Yeah. It has oh, the two the round br- uh, headlights on it. Yeah, the brightest green as well. I mean, yeah. you can see it from across the field. Very comfortable looking ride, though. It, right, was, especially, in well, stri- it was especially in a straight line. It was a high speed. Um, autobahn stormer. That's oh. what it was designed for. It was designed for covering large distances in comfort. Oh, it should have been been red with the German cross on the side, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> was the, guy? the Red Baron. The Red Baron, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it would come with the Snoopy. Yeah, we'll yeah. Snoopy. You see, there you go. There's a brand new one. And cool. What a good looking thing oh, it is that, now. Yeah, that's the model I have in here somewhere. Oh. Yeah, find it. Um. Oh, they still make them. Yeah, yeah. yeah to order though, and I mean, you, oh, that's cool. you, you'd better be you'd better be a posho if you yes, order one because it's yes, you can yes. buy you can buy a brand new Egley Vincent, but it'll cost you two hundred and fifty thousand pounds. <laughs> mm-hmm. So some of the other highlights for me, and I don't think you saw this, Jim. This blew my mind. The Smashburger. No. Oh, okay. This blew my mind. Ooh, I and mind sometimes right you now. find I'll smash your burger. Hmm? solution what? like you find things on old bikes that were solutions to a problem yes. that have long been forgotten. And I found this to be yep. amazing. This was on a little vintage race bike. And oh. <laughs> it's a, it back in the day when people I, would okay. ride their race bike to the track. You know, race yeah. and then ride it home. So what it is is the headlight oh, flips goes backward. Over. Oh, that's what that so is. That's what it is. So you can have How the headlight brilliant. forward and then you just flip it over. So now the glass is towards the back and the cone is facing forward to make it aerodynamic. I was like, wait, what? That is that smart. is brilliant. So you just, you just you flip it, like yeah. spin it. You, like you can't it believe you haven't seen that before, right? Like. Yeah, so the wiring's going in through the side instead of the back. Mm. So you just flip it over. Cool. That, I was just like mind blown, right? Have you seen that before, Bagel? Mm. 
No, just brilliant. I don't think I have. Then the other thing, <laughs> there was this very, very old Harley Davidson. Like, yeah, that was great. Looks like barn find, like it had been buried in the dirt or something. It is just mm. all one color of rust. Oh yeah. <laughs> and it was on display, like completely unrestored. Um, and then there was a jar of dirt on a table behind it. I missed that. And I'm like, is that the one you lift your finger and taste it? And it's like, what's up with the jar of dirt? And then when you get closer, you see the flecks of bone in there, and you realize, oh my, that's the owner. Oh my, oh my, on display. Yes, there's a mason jar. Those are my wishes. Please put me on display. On display. They should just spread it on the golf course with the bike. Yeah, I'm certainly glad that's not the situation in the in the studio here. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, they don't even make it out of the package. That, well, that's I mean, look. Was, you can was see that the found in a barn too, or what? Yeah, you right. Can see chunks of bone in there. Oh, is that God. a tooth? That's Groovy. a tooth. <laughs> <laughs> it's the whole tooth and nothing but the tooth. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. Were there any more highlights for you guys? You know, I find myself as 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 I'm going through my own motorcycling journey. I'm finding myself more and more attracted to the very early bikes. Mm. I would really... Like the Hendersons? Yeah, even earlier than that. You know, my friend Brian um, is an Indian collector. Like the the turn-of-the-century ones? Yeah, absolutely. Um, No, my friend Brian um, has always had Indians around as long as I've known him. In fact, my profile picture on Facebook is me riding his 47 Chief. And he's really gotten into these really early, like 1910, 1912 American bikes. And they're amazing. And, you know, do you remember when I showed up on the the Rudge, the Mm -hmm. 1930s Rudge? Yeah. Up here with the exposed valve gear. Yeah, I was going to say the valves. Tick, 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 tick. You know, I'm kind of more getting into that stuff now, I think. You know, it's funny. I'm going the opposite direction. I'm like, I just want to push a button. And then right away, right. <laughs> you know what On I mean? a cushion of air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to the opposite direction. Like, I just want something new. I don't have to mess with. Um, no, I still I still like it all, but I definitely like a new bike that you don't even... And you know what? I'm going to say, just for the record, the bike I own that I do the least amount of work on, the least amount of in checking on, KLR. is one of the oldest it's that 87 hmm. Honda Elite scooter. Oh, yeah. I've checked the tire pressure once and the oil once in like, what, eight years or something? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe you should do something about that, Liza. <laughs> it's good, man. It starts every time. Um, I see. I think well, that there was, was a, there was a, a I, you know, as much as I grew up around Triumphs, I'd never seen a square binned Triumph before. Oh. So, yeah, so that was an interesting. So, Emma, what was the situation with that? And why didn't, did it work well? And why did they not do that anymore? Um, I'm trying to recall the bike. Yeah, it was a 50s Triumph that literally the cylinder head was almost like a block square. It was, right, right, it was right. definitely a Triumph. Yeah, I mean, Triumph, any air-cooled bike, they're always messing about trying to get the best cooling. If you've got a picture of it, yeah, let, me see. Um, let me see. Well, while you do that. Yes. I'm going to pose a question to the to the group. Yes. So um, I was uh, I intended to interview people while mm-hmm. I was there. Mm-hmm. I saw you walking around with equipment. I did, had equipment. Didn't happen though, did it? It mm. didn't. I just like I feel like I'm at a party and I just want to yeah. mingle and hang out. I kind of put it all away. 
But one of the questions I had for, I was going to ask random people there, I'm now going to pose to the group. I'm going to put you on the spot. Don't think too hard about it. Uh, Jim, and I'll start with you. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that with me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But I just thought this was fun. Yeah. Hey, Jim. Yes. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. You, you won a contest. Oh, uh, yes. And Stoked. you are yes. chosen to create the name of a new motorcycle company and its first model. Oh. What are you going to call it? Oh, I think I'll name it. And you can uh, name it after yourself if you want. I think I will. I think I will go in the naked Jim vein. I am going to call my company Big Lucky. Oh, and my my lucky. maiden my maiden machine will yeah. be the strike. Oh. oh, so you can get on Big Lucky Strike. How you like that? So you go, yeah, Big Lucky, Big Lucky Motorcycles. Good home, one. Home of the strike. How about you, Doug? I'm um, co-founder. Yeah. Oh yeah. no! Come you didn't on. tell me. You didn't set me up for this. I know. I'm putting you on the spot oh, right now because I was going to put people on the spot at the show, so I'm putting you on the so spot. So new company and mm-hmm. ma- and first and first model. model. Um. Uh, shit. You're an asshole. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good night. Oh, shit company. Shit, and shit, here's you're the... An yeah, yeah. You're an asshole, First Mike, you're an asshole. You're an asshole, Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to come up with a name well, that has Yeah, I mean, especially when I was on my phone and you, like, put me on the spot like that. Um, Buster Hyman well, machine. Okay, first of all, I think I think a lot of us have names that lend to... Uh, a, a, to a company, mine actually is a motorcycle be, company. Yours by the could way. be right. little bikes, but then they're big, and it's like what? Mine is a motorcycle company now. Oh, Stark, the electric bike, oh, the electric yeah, bike, bike. Yeah, they're giving me one. In in uh, family tradition, I'm gonna I'm gonna call my motorcycle company number nine, motorcycle industries. Oh, okay. Number nine. Uh, there's something powerful about number nine. Number like an nine. engine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Yeah, nine. Number nine. nine. The, um, On the New York the transit first, line, the first model. The puffer. <laughs> doot, doot. The smokestack. The, the fluffer. Yeah. The fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> the number nine fluffer. Uh, the, uh, shit, I don't know. Ramrod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's a bar in San Francisco. <laughs> or your dirt bike could be the muddy helmet. The, the muddy helmet. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I don't know. Very, I miss my calling. I should be a marketing. Yeah, you should. How about, how about you, Emma? Um, you know, how about... Um, oh, we're back. Ah, shit. No, that's okay. How about ape motorcycles? The Hooflung Poo. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chinese. Yeah, it's a little next. crappy. <laughs> no, the, no, I think the, the, the ape poo-flinger is definitely... The ape poo-flinger. <laughs> <laughs> you get the no, ape hangers. No, you see, I... Um, you see, you got to think... you got to think about transportation winged horses so i would be fighting a spanish truck manufacturer for my name mm. but my my brand would be pegaso 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 oh because what, he's not I like that he's not mm. just the pegasus. pegasus he's a spanish version so he's buff I and he will, he he will he was, fuck you up he will peg you he will mess you up. and i think you know <laughs> how about if i my first effort was the Pegaso Zodiac Twin Cam. Oh. You'd buy that bike, Ooh, wouldn't you? She's good at this. The Zodiac Twin Cam. The wow. Zodiac Twin uh, Cam. All right. Okay. Available. Can I get one? Yeah, you could. Well, I could do the Zodiac Twin Cam in a 500, but if you've really, really got the money, you could get the Galaxy 750. 
Yeah. Which has got extra power. Oh. Yeah. Does just, it have the twinkle motor? What the fuck were we saying? The twinkle, but no, the thringle. <laughs> I want a thringle. Yeah, it's a twin cam thringle. Oh, the Galaxy 750 <laughs> thringle. No, so what do you think? The Pegaso Zodiac twin cam. Great. That's brilliant, isn't now it? Now you set up everyone else for failure. John, you're up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I took So... Yeah. Make sure it's got a thringle engine. <laughs> and fling something. It has to be some flinging. So I would go after the dual sport market, and I would call it the stump runner. Oh! oh that's good. The stump runner. And the first one would be the hot shot. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Wow, look at he just yeah, turned but that I tell all you, around. <laughs> but I tell you what, stump runner hot shot. I'd be straight down there with my dollar Well, bills. and it would be a it would be a slightly lowered. <laughs> yeah. Would it be brown? Uh, of oh. course it would be brown. Oh. Kind of yellow in the front Stop. and white Stop. in the middle and kind of brown Stop. at the back. <laughs> 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 All right, Liza. Well, you did you did a great job turning that one around. Thank Liza, you. what's yours? Um, well, I'm going to do like many do. I'm going to buy up an existing name that's not currently in oh, use. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah, you and had time to think about this, too. I just did. Just now, I just wrote it down. I didn't think about it ahead, uh, ahead of time. Uh, and I, I'm going to buy the name Thor. Okay. I think Thor. It's time to bring well, back come, Thor it, bikes. It comes after three. And then I think the first model. <laughs> the four five. The first <laughs> They're thick. <laughs> I think the first model. Is, will it, be, is it going to be the, Thor cylinder? Nope, nope. <laughs> is the Mike Tyson? The seven. Nope. It's a sledgehammer. Oh, oh sledge! Nice. Oh, oh, that's, that's. Do you remember from? A, uh, that's kind of an insult <laughs> to Mjolnir, though. Napoleon Dynamite. It's yeah, a sledgehammer. sledgehammer. It's a sledgehammer yeah. with a quingle engine. The Thor sledgehammer. <laughs> Yeah, with a fuel-injected Quingle. And it will be a Quatwin. A Quatwin. It'll be a Quatwin. <laughs> <laughs> what about a Quingle? <laughs> I like Quingle. Right. I like the sour Bagel, how about you? All right. Well, if, if I was going to start a company, it would be a company that produces high-quality but affordable electric motor scooters. And I would have to call it Bagel Motor Works. And okay. since oh, uh, why <laughs> and use just the initials strange names for scooters oh, yeah that uh, that have, are on the market these days I figure I should go in that in that vein and I'll cur- I'll call my first model the locks and schmear <laughs> do not google that <laughs> <laughs> so the BMW locks and but I think I want to eat it. whatever it is I want to eat it yes <clears throat> Is it going to be white and pink? The Swedish chef. He's turned into Mr. Roboto. Omologato, Mr. Roboto. Sorry, Bagel. Oh, he's okay. gone. Luxenschmier. Luxenschmier. Good one. Luxenschmier. Um, no, I see you all queuing up for your Pegaso Galaxy 500 no, I think twin cam. If this was a contest, I think Emma won. Uh-oh. Yeah. Do you, I mean? Do, would you? Do you? Think, I don't know. I, I like. Would Would you buy you the, like the stump runner hot shot? Oh, stump runner hot shot. <laughs> it like rolls off your tongue and I, it, with a limited you, limited edition yellow you and brown paint job. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can buy those at Home Depot right now. Stump runners. Stump runner hot shot. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Um. Oh, I have an update. I was talking to Cliff at Arkimoto. Remember we mentioned mm. Arkimoto? They were up at the one show, mm-hmm. and they were going to be at the the quail so i went to talk to him and 
I was telling him about the game we had for Gordon. Is it a car or is it a motorcycle? And there's the Arkhamoto three wheel, you know, and I, and I'm, I said, so is this a car or a motorcycle? And he says, aha, we are actually lobbying in legislation right now to have a new qualification which is the auto cycle. There's many oh. people already using the auto cycle, but you have to, uh, you know, like different, uh, different um, states, you have to lobby. Basically, what they're saying an auto cycle is, is a three-wheeled vehicle with a bench seat instead of a seat that you're straddling something okay. and a steering wheel. So slingshot, um, but see, the Arkhamoto has handlebars. Really, the bigger thing they're saying, what defines between a motorcycle and a, an auto cycle is if you're straddling something. Mm. So like a Polaris mm-hmm. slingshot, you are sitting in a seat, but on the Can-Am spiders, you are straddling, right? Mm-hmm. So they're saying that's <laughs> the big thing. And so if you are in a, um, a seat with a seat belt... <laughs> They're trying to remove helmet laws and and uh, uh, motorcycle licenses required for these. Because right now, and right. what what Gordon was saying is they're qualified as motorcycles, so you have to have right. a motorcycle license. So they're lobbying to create the in whole new California. Thing. In California, but different states have sure. different sure. qualifications. I mean, some don't have helmet laws, right? right. Um, of so, auto cycle is going to be more and more uh, prominent. I think. Now, we saw a bunch of these auto cycles happen back in like the 70s, and I think it goes with Emma's fuel crisis at the time. Right. They were trying to make smaller, efficient, you know, single or two-seater vehicles for getting around. And I'm thinking with everything that's going on with the economy, this might be coming more common again. Yeah. Auto cycles, um, especially too with electric. I think we might start seeing enclosed two wheelers because of the efficiency. Because the biggest you know drain on a battery right. is is wind resistance. Wind resistance. Really, mm-hmm. so um, yeah. I just kind of I thought it's very interesting that we're seeing this uh, little volcano erupting of this whole new qualification. Mm-hmm of auto cycles that are this in in the in-between world so that was an interesting conversation i had with them and it was really cool to see that 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 is Is a thing is a thing that may be changing um i wanted to oh another thing and this is just i had a random question for bagel again being at the show and just seeing so many different variations of bikes and it made me just start wondering what what else is out there I haven't seen bagel my question for you is what is the largest displacement small wheel scooter that's ever been in production define small wheel uh 10 inch up to 10 inch because okay isn't <clears> eight <throat> and 10 inch pretty common 10 inch <clears throat> well eight and 10 inch is common on vintage scooters not so much on modern scooters Scooters, they're. Are you are you talking like highest top speed? Nope, largest displacement. Because like my two hundred and fifty cc elite scooter, 
Yeah. What's bigger I than that? Think, you know, in 10 inch wheels, you know, I think that might be the biggest. I don't know if hmm. there's any production scooter that with 10 inch wheels that's gone above 250 cc's. I was curious because we were, I had the scooter out and we were just sitting around talking. And that's what this podcast came from us sitting around the garage talking. And mm-hmm. somebody's saying, So that thing is freeway legal? I'm like, Oh, yeah, but <laughs> you do it once and you never do it again. Like, you want to <laughs> feel like you're defying death? Take this on the freeway. But it made me think. <laughs> Are they? Do they make even well, bigger, faster, small wheel scooters? Have you? Are you familiar with any, well, Emma? They make the GTS three hundred, right? Right. But that's bigger than ten inch. inch. That's a twelve inch bike. Twelve no. inch bike. Um, you know my my um elite might be twelve inch. I was trying to. I was looking no, at those are tens. Is a ten? Okay, yeah. Those are tens. Yeah. So on the ten, but they're quite uh, chunky tens. So that's pretty much it, yeah, huh? Yeah. yeah. For the extremes? Four inch, I think. Yeah. Do, did they make any Thringle? They should. Scooters? They should. <laughs> Do they make a Twingle scooter bagel? No. No. No, there was never a Twingle scooter that I know of. Only the, the Pook, you know, motorbike that was the, t- the Twingle. God. Pook 250. What the hell were they thinking? <laughs> or like not. You you can actually they if you think about it, different. you know you could get like any number of cylinders. You could have you could basically you could make a Conrad out of someone's old Christmas menorah, <laughs> and then how many cylinders would that have? God, is there anybody Jewish in the uh, room? It's eight, isn't it? Is it eight? Yeah. So you could eight. have a you could have an eight cylinder single. You know, use an old menorah. You yeah, know, yeah, and yeah just. Put a piston on the top of each one. <laughs> Off you go. It is sound epic. Junk, 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 junk. junk. It'd be brilliant. Puffing smoke like a bull. Yeah, it would. <laughs> well, I, I wonder. I wonder if part of the reason. I, I wonder if part of the reason for. The oh no! You're breaking up. Was because. With with sorry, uh, well, let me try this. With yeah. smaller diameter pistons and cylinders, doesn't that give you greater horsepower over a larger diameter piston? I tell you, piston? I tell you what I think it is. And much as we think the Twingle is very funny, the German manufacturers did know a thing or two about two-stroke technology, and I yeah. think the scavenging on it was very favorable and gave it a lot of low down mm-hmm. torque for a 250 single because the the enemy of the two stroke is torque usually you've got to rev them and mm. make them efficient to get them to do anything and it can be a little tiring in a in a touring bike because we know like from your Heinkel HE triple 1 Germans like touring things and um, the 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 twingle, and that was a four stroke. No, the twingle's two stroke. Oh, we, your Heinkel's a four stroke, but the twingle's a two stroke. Yep. Yeah. What was the torque profile on a on like a water buffalo? You know, I mean, it was never great. I mean, it was it was better than an H two. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're they're talky, but they're not as talky as a GS. Where did they come on in terms of? Of torque, what what RPM? Sort of 
they're very low revving engine actually the, uh. the revelation when you ride a water buffalo is how low revving it is say compared to a four mm. um but it's it's got a definite power band it usually comes on about like four and a half four and a half thousand and it's you just get like the gts you get like this whoosh mm. whereas the h1s and the h2s you're like bah! It's a and little like, smoother than like, yeah, like oh, an yeah, RD, yeah, yeah. right? And the, and the GT750, they actually put CV carburetors on it, oh. which shouldn't work on a two-stroke, but they do. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and it kind of smooths out the power band on it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, anything you can do to introduce torque into a two-stroke is a wonderful thing. And I think that was the idea behind the Twingle. I'm really not sure. I mean, the oh. fact that only one manufacturer did it over a very short period of time tells me pretty much everything I need to know from an engineering standpoint, I suppose. It was probably one man's dream. It was Dieter's dream. (laughs) That sounds like another, the next model bike you're going to have. Dieter. Dieter's dream. Dieter's dream from the sprockets comes with the monkey. (laughs) So, Emma, the two-stroke with CV carbs, wouldn't that go through... uh, the uh, the diaphragm's awfully quick. No, especially if it's premixed. Oh no, 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 no! Okay. It's injected. Oh. No, it's injected. Oh, it's injected. Okay. Yes. Ah, okay. That yes. would do it. Then. Ah. Never mind. Oils. <laughs> All right, time round two for random question Ooh, for the good. misfits. Okay. Oh, All right. <clears throat> there is no wrong answer. Bet you will is. not be held to this. Just judged. Bet we this will. This is just yeah. best guess. <laughs> yeah. So the question to everyone is, and again, we'll start with you, Jim. Yes. What will the next bike you buy be? Oh. Mm, yeah. Uh, mm. Probably the Honda CB1100. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Just an upright oh. standard. Um, Boy, that's know. a good choice, though. Yeah. Upright standard. Plenty of power. I can put a little windscreen on it, and uh, that. But I want to get the ABS. I want to get all the track. I was, you know, I wanted that Jixer kind of bad. I just right. wanted to feed my inner nineteen-year-old. But um, yeah, I think the Honda CB eleven hundred. See, this is why I asked this question because I know for each of us, it kind of revolves and it changes. But you find it, out it what's kind of changes. been in somebody's craw, you yeah. know. And I just like the Hondas. So yeah, and I'll be my probably you know my my FZ one. I just absolutely love that bike. And if it had you know ABS front brakes, I'd never get rid of it. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. What about you, Doug? What do you think next since bike you buy? I, since I started riding, I never ever thought myself to ride a Harley Davidson. Oh, but yeah. I would you've like been, you've been living up in the redwoods ooh. too long. I would it's like happened. a late '80s Sportster. <laughs> oh, good choice. Emma has yeah. an influence over you, doesn't she? No. No, I've been thinking about it for a while, actually. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, see, we all get these. Like, I kind of been thinking. About it. Yeah, I just like I, I just like the the pipes and everything, and they're and they're kind of the skinny and. Sporty. I like the ones that have the white seat. Yeah. and then I'm gonna put some seat. dirt bike handlebars on it, and a big old fender, and put ruin some knobbies and ruin the shit out of it. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding, kidding. Yeah. Emma, what do you think your next bike might be? Well, you know what. I, this is a tough one because I just bought the Harley, which was way out of my comfort zone. And I'm thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoying it. I think it might yeah. be another Harley. No, I think the, <laughs> the next bike I buy is going to be a very, very early bike. That Rudge I showed up on here, mm-hmm. if I can get a hold of that, I'd probably buy something like that. Mm. Wow. Like really early, like 1920s. 
1930s. Well, remember we visited that guy in the hills over in Corlitos mm-hmm. that had the bunker. Yeah, Douglas Feinstein. Oh, Mostly American things. stuff, though. Wasn't yeah, his was. It? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Indians. No, I, 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 he it, has fours. <laughs> and threes and twos. Um, no, I think I think an early a pre nineteen thirty five English bike would be the next choice. But you know, I'm such a whore when it comes to bikes. I mean, I will literally be scanning through Facebook Marketplace, and I'm like, "Oh fuck me, I fancy that." Mm-hmm. And if right. I've got, if I've got access to that amount of money at the time, I'll just buy it recklessly. That's yeah. how I ended up. With so the we Isuzu. shouldn't shouldn't be surprised if you come home. With a rudge. Okay. Yeah, I'd like that that actual bike, I would like to get a hold of it. I know where it is. Oh, all right. Um, and see if I could uh, get a hold of it. All right. John? All right. I'm sorry. Like everything else, I can't answer this directly. I've got what I really <laughs> want, what I might get, and what, what I'll probably end up with. What you really, really want? What you really, really, really <clears throat> yep. want? I want to be, be a Spice Girl. Um, I really would like the, uh, the FE 350 Husky. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I second I, that. Do it. Do it <laughs> at eleven thousand um, dollars. I I also am looking at the uh, what KLX three hundred or yeah three hundred yeah. Uh-huh. K, and, oh, but I'll probably end up with a. I got a line on a used DRZ right now. I'm working on. Hmm. Not the same one. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's in Oregon. <clears throat> well, Road for trip. for me. <clears throat> Don't be surprised. Now, this bike doesn't exist yet, but I have told myself when and if it does exist, I'm not hesitating to go buy one. <clears throat> so you know how Honda it keeps putting this 125cc engine and, you know, first the Grom and then the monkey. they got the Monkey and the CT. Well, they teased they were going to do basically the the trail, like the, the CT70, the Trail mm-hmm. 70, mm-hmm. but... You know, I've been wanting an ST90, and which is basically a Trail 70 with a little bit bigger engine and bigger wheels. Mm-hmm. And when they showed the um, the possible new version of the CT70, it looked like the ST90. And I'm like, I'm in. Hmm. If I can get the brand new, I, they're not calling it, I think they're calling it a CT125. Do you remember, Emma? Have you seen this? Yeah. They're, they're not calling it the CT. ST, but it has bigger wheels. And I yeah. saw a picture. I'm like, I'm in. I want it. Yeah, it's I cool have long thing. wanted an ST90. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't even know what the ST90 is. It is just the Trail 70 with bigger wheels. It's just a bigger 14 version. inch. Yeah. It's a very rare bike. It is. It was there only was, two, and there was one at the two at the year product. You saw the one I built for Jameson, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. I saw one as Jameson. Yeah. yeah. What were you trying to buy at, at a vintage motorcycle days? Was that a, a 90? Uh no, I'm buying the Benelli 135. No 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 no, the one we were we were negotiating with this guy. Oh yeah, and he was asking crazy money, but yeah, I think he had a pair of CT70s. There. Yeah, and I was doing the end of the weekend. I'll give you this much, but you know, no, I, I yeah, whatever that new Honda version, if it looks like the Trail 70, I'm in. How about you, Bagel? And there he is. Well, you know, I was going to say that's a really tempting one for me, too, because I like (laughs) little bikes and I've really been, you know, eyeing all of these retro bikes that Honda's been coming out with. Mm -hmm. But um, the uh, but if depending on what they come out with, I, I, I might be tempted, but I will more be more likely to buy a. 
you're you're turning turning into a bad robot, Bagel. You, bagel, you're you've turned into a bad robot. It's, we can't understand what you're saying. He's turned into a Dalek. But <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> but but if money was no object, it can you hear me at all? Yeah, uh, no, it's, yeah. It's just it's you're breaking up. You should have had a decent breakfast, Bagel. I'm very <laughs> upset with you. Oh, can you hear me? Yes. Off and on. Okay. All right. Hopefully this is better now. Yes. Oh, wait. Um, hold on. I found it. Sh- sh- it's the Honda Dax. Yeah. The 2023 Dax. Honda Dax. Okay. Because huh. Dax is what they call the Trail okay. 70 in other countries. Oh, shit. This is a new uh, okay. update. Wait. Oh, is it coming? 2023 Honda Dax CT70 returns with retro Super Cub power. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Yeah, that is that is very tempting. Yes. So, can you hear me better now? Yeah. Yes, we can, Bagel. Okay. Did you did you so, just have a Mars bar? Uh, no, I just turned my computer a little bit, hoping this is a better signal. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, the one twenty five Dax would be very tempting. But uh, I was thinking of possibly trying to find a CT seventy project bike that I could put the uh, motor in from the Trail 110 that I have. Oh, yes. That might be a real fun combo. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Trail 110. Yep. I still got it. So I was thinking that might be a fun uh, fun way to set it up. And then I'd have a small bike that I could ride. Yeah. Um, But I was also going to say, if money was no object, I would love to build a Harley. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, wow. Vetter's got the Harley scooter. Well, no, no, not that, not that kind of Harley. I'm talking about a Harley scooter. Oh, I've, we've got one at the Jameson. Yes, but no, I'd want to. I'd want to do this differently. Oh, because, you mean the topper? You know, no, the topper. it's no, it's an AMF. He said topper. No, yeah. no, topper. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would like to to if I've money was no object, I would love to build a topper project. But I would take the drivetrain out of a live wire and put that in the topper and ride it to Sturgis. <laughs> that's just great. To piss everybody. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea, though. Oh, Liza, I see your Dax will set you back about four hundred forty thousand yen. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> so you better start saving. And that is about eight hundred dollars. Uh, Thirty six hundred. Yeah. That's yeah, that's the same bad, price as all it? the others. You should get one. Hey, well, they're not they're out yet, oh. but I'm saying now that's when I'm like, yes. While we're on the subject of little Hondas, mm-hmm. I am, and it occurred to me while wanna, I was walking. Want to gym you out? Yeah, I got to take off. All right. Yeah, I, I got to oh. go hit the foam roller All right. from dirt biking today. <laughs> I'm walking around like Fred Sanford today. All right, see you. All right, see you. Peace. Bye, darling. Yes. Um, Jim. And I noticed this at the one show, and of course I wasn't here last week, so I wasn't here to talk about it. How freaking big the Navi is. Oh, right. It's big. Oh, it's tall. And kind of wide as well. I mean, uh, it's a thing. It's yeah. It is, it's bigger than a monkey. It's not for children. It's no. an adult, small. Mm-hmm. It's, it, I, I, I was just looking at the ST. We were talking about this. Yeah, it's let's 30, say. 30.5 inches seat height. That's quite tall, Yeah, I was it? surprised at that. You know, not for children. Tough luck, Liza. Um, I have an update. On yes, giving our money away. Yay! So you may recall, I uh, uh, 
I generously offered to give away a thousand dollars. How much? One thousand dollars. One thousand dollars. Very good. And uh, we had people send in nominations, and the final six nominations were uh, Motor's Voice, the Audible Kids book, uh, Ricky's Last Ride, uh, which is a fundraiser to buy a new blood bike over in the UK. These blood bikes are pretty cool. This is something I want to I want to cover sometime. Uh, and then uh, former guests of ours, Motorcycle Relief Project, uh, that takes out people with uh, PTSD onto uh, a little motorcycle adventure and and uh, what do you call uh, therapy? Um, Moto Go Cleveland, teaching kids uh, you know how to build bikes. Our, our own friend Clay's first rides teaches kids how to ride for free and rally for Rangers. So, um, we have been getting our Patreon subscribers voting. I sent this, I did a post on our Patreon. So everyone who's donating anything from a dollar up gets, gets a vote. So if you are a Patreon subscriber and you have not voted, please do so. And you can go to Patreon, log in there and you'll find, uh, the post and it's really simple. You vote which one you want, want to get the money and whatever percentage of the votes they get, they're going to get that much. So for instance, in the lead with 43% is Moto Go Cleveland. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And coming in second at 26% is first rides. Mm. And I got to tell Clay, I'm like, Clay, you're going to have some money coming to you. I mean, it's just going to be a couple hundred bucks, but he was like, that's amazing. That's great. That's gear. That's oil. That's gas. That's things they need to buy. Right. That's tires. Yeah. Um, the um the one. Oh, Doug's back. Yeah, you're you're no. no, you're noticeably slimmer, Doug. You look like you've lost about two pounds. The one that I am dis I will say I am disappointed in is Motors Voice Kids book. It's only got six point nine percent of the votes. Oh. Well, that's okay. I know, but um, so please, Patreon subscribers, go on over to Patreon page and vote. I'm going to leave this up for another week. Let people vote, and then I'm going to be sending out some cash. So how cool is that? It's super cool. We're giving away money. Um, I'm giving away something as well. Uh, oh, this is super exciting. What? What? Okay, hold on to your hats, people. Okay, hold oh, on. Wow. Hold on, let me get settled. Okay, go. Oh. Emma and Kat's Alpine Adventure. Yeah, yeah. Sold out. It's sold out. No, it isn't. Wait, what? We had a cancellation. What? So... We have right now one space available. It's an F900 GS, I think. Shared room. How much? 2600 bucks out the door. So for the price of a used bike, you can hang out it's in... It's the BMW 900XR. Oh, it's the XR. And it's a it's a shared room. You have a, a roommate, and yeah, twenty six hundred. Twenty six hundred bucks out the door. You can't go wrong. No, you absolutely. Deal. So, um, and it, the only reason it's available is we had a cancellation. Mm -hmm. No, um, you know, somebody found out about my explosive diarrhea and decided <laughs> that it wasn't the trip for them. No, I mean, life gets in the way for a lot of people. And we're not going to dwell on why somebody dropped out, but we're going to celebrate because there's space available. So um, sign up. 
Yeah. Sign up uh, for it. It's. I tell you what, and I want to. I want to explain exactly what this trip is to make sure people understand what they're getting into. Every level of riding is welcome. My ideal companion on this trip is somebody who's got a little bit of experience. You don't need much, but you need to be confident on a bike, but have never ventured outside America before. Mm-hmm. That's my ideal companion. And it helps There's, if you like Italian food. Right. Or German food. <laughs> I should remind you the Pasta first or night. schnitzel. We're going to the schnitzel <laughs> factory the first night. But... Um, there's going to be no racing. There's going to be no competition. There's going to be no um, comparing your style with others. We're just going to have a wonderful time. We're going to make plenty of stops, take pictures, make memories, take care of each other as a group. What about camaraderie? Will you have that? Oh, there'll be plenty of that. What about good times? Will you have that? We're going to have plenty of that. What about storytelling? We're going to have plenty of that. Yes. What about um, fashion tips? That we're going to have plenty of that. <laughs> what about explosive diarrhea? Oh, we're going to have a lot of that. Because <laughs> be believe because of the me, first stop. Yeah. believe the schnitzel me, factory. <laughs> once I've tucked in to a Zigeuner schnitzel with spatel, <laughs> sky's the limit. Let me tell you. Um, you better hold your butthole guten tight. It's, it's going to be a wonderful trip. If you've got a little experience on a bike and you have some trepidation of, well, I'd love to try the Alps, but it's a scary monster. This is the trip for you. I promise you, my personal promise to you, if you sign up, I've got you. I'm not going to let you get out of your depth. If you're honest with me about your riding ability or you're not sure, I'll take care of you. Because to me, the ideal trip is not one where, oh, we carve through the canyon at 100 miles an hour. It's where we stopped every half an hour, took some awesome pictures, just hang out with each other, and had a wonderful, wonderful time. So all this could be yours for $2,600 and the cost of a flight. And do you know who's as awesome as Emma? Nobody. Cat. Cat. Oh, okay, cat. <laughs> you know, two for the price of one. Can't go wrong, really. Speaking of explosives. Squeaking of explosives. Uh, did you hear about all the racers? Oh, and at, the, in Ireland and the superbike races. The Dunlops went Dunplop. Did you hear yeah. about this, uh, Doug? No. Oh, this is crazy. So the superbike races. Oh, I heard something about Dunlop tires being yeah. discussed today, but uh, I didn't listen at length. Tire failure on all the Dunlop tires like massive failure what you can't see this is a front tire that is completely blown out look at the shredded front fender because a bad batch or well they don't know but like the tires were delaminating and coming apart at 200 miles an hour where where is this again Uh, it's in ireland uh the nw 200 yeah the northwest 200 how how hot is it there right now it's not um it's not super hot but it is dry it was raining, I think, three days ago, and dried out. So the going was fast. So anybody who had uh, Dunlop tires got pulled from got the races. Eighty-six from got the eighty-six. Wow, that's crazy. So wow. the only bikes on the track right now are Metzler shod. Hmm. Sounds like sabotage to me. Yeah, Metzler sabotaged the Dunlops. Uh-huh. 
You know who or, was also just, pulled from the grid? Huh. Michael Dunlop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's not good. <laughs> wow. Snap. Obviously, wow. he's going to be wearing running Dunlop tires, right? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, Emma, what could even cause failure like that? No, I mean, somebody's dropped the ball. Either, i tell you what that looks like to me. That looks like a constructional failure. Yeah, it looks like a bad batch. So what? But, but these are companies that have been making tires a long time. Oh no, absolutely. Sure. But right. now, hang on. Now you just but. racing. When you're in the racing game, you are constantly pushing the envelope, and pushing the envelope means reducing weight. Unsprung weight is everything to a racer. If you can reduce the tire weight by a few ounces, you're golden. And I think some engineer just pushed the envelope a little bit too far with the density of material in the tire. And that's it. And that's the razor edge. Those tires that are blowing out may be a few grams lighter than last year's batch. And that could have given you a winning edge in 2022, but it just so happens. And road courses are very, very demanding. All of us in this room have ridden on a track and have ridden on the street. And the thing that we know is even a well-paved road in Northern Ireland is a lot rougher than a track. Here, take this. Look at that. Yeah, just, oh, that's lamination failure. Yeah, it's lamination. Yeah. yeah you can see the layers that, that separate. Like it's a manufacturing issue. Yeah, right, because even even if you're 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 skimping on weight on the tire, you're you, it's still yeah. These the, things the are delaminating. This to be right for the rubber to be to be you know yeah, Doug, you're properly the, bonded across you're the tire the, guy. You're yeah. the tire guy. Right? This yeah. seems like a vulcanization failure. Um, right, right. Maybe they didn't heat uh, reach the right heat to vulcanize the different layers of. Why are you going to bring Spock into this? <laughs> Uh yeah, I, I would say this is a manufacturing defect. Nanu nanu. Yeah. <laughs> not, you've just gone too. <laughs> that's <hard>. not. Spock. <laughs> that's way I, off. I, I would, no, I, I mean yeah, Spock. That's work from work. No, <laughs> Spock could have appeared on Mork and Mindy. Bagel's trying to talk. Sorry, Bagel. But I, I was going to say I would I would look very closely at where these tires were manufactured because we all know that there have been supply chain problems, and this this may be the result of having to manufacture in a facility that they don't normally use for racing tires and they yeah. may not have gotten the formula right, you know, or the temperature or right. Could this, yeah. you know? It needs to be vulcanized at a certain time and at a certain temperature in order to get yep. all these chemicals to bond. So now let me ask yep. you this. The, this won't affect any street bike tires. No. So this is only the tires that are being provided to the race series. So is this going to be globally? They're going to have to pull Dunlop tires from... Well, they're going to investigate, get the DOTs, get the manufacturer, uh, the 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 plant, and do an investigation. And I mean, this is this well, is big. Probably well, going to be yeah. a huge recall. This is a huge. There's going to be a huge recall. Yeah, Moto America uses Dunlop, and I think Moto Two uses Dunlop too. And and so that's a lot of that's a lot of race bikes. Is there any way Pirelli had anything to do with it? <laughs> or oh, it could be. Could, could it be? Well, Who knows? <laughs> Well, I, I had a Pirelli that delaminated on me once. Nah. 
So I don't know. That's crazy. And this is happening at 200 miles an hour. Yeah. These riders must Yikes. have been. You have to have confidence in your tires at 200 miles an exactly. hour. And that's, Absolutely. that's, yeah, that's, that, uh, that seems like a, uh, didn't get produced right. Yeah. Thing. Well, yeah. I mean, if it's chunking off like that, delaminating, yeah. I, I once had a lasagna delaminate on my fork. It was very troubling because I was scooping it up to my mouth and I thought I was oh going to get. I thought I was Let's go back get, to work from work. At least I knew what you were talking about. But your expectations are you're going to get the pasta and meat combo and it delaminates and all falls away. And you just get his noodle and pasta. Yeah, and it's a yeah, but that's disappointment. Yeah, but it's a disappointment if you're expecting meat. Well, Especially to, with the nice, you know, you the You need marina. to switch over to raviolis. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, no, raviolis got, suffer from delamination problems. Yeah, too. but less so, though. Less right. so. Emma. No key. Emma. <laughs> no key. Very dangerous if it happens at 200 miles an hour. Yeah. All right, Emma. Yes. Speaking of meat. Yes. <laughs> there's a motorcycle out there in my, uh, in my tent right now. Yes. <laughs> 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 with some very interestingly named grips. On it. Donkey dicks. Donkey dicks. <laughs> what? It's got donkey. <laughs> Who names? I don't know. But Who that's names what the product c- donkey dicks? Are they thick grips? No, they're donkey dicks. <laughs> I mean, everybody oh, knows that's I'm what afraid. they're called. Okay, hold they're, on. They're kind, just, of, they're kind I'm, of bulbous on the ends. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to Google. Google donkey dick grips. Donkey. Don't Google donkey dick. <laughs> donkey dick. Handle, handlebar grips. grips. I'm making sure don't I have do everything. A, don't spelled. do Donkey Dick Tijuana. That yeah. would be oh. I'm going to do images. Oh. There they are. Well, yeah. Oh, still safe. I'm scrolling down. Yeah, still even Donkey safe. Dick Grip uh, is not a, something to safe to. Okay, but you know what? Um, it's a how to. Okay, but here's something that's interesting I didn't expect. Yes. As I'm scrolling down, there are. <laughs> images of oh my gosh <laughs> motorcycle grips yes but then there's also as many images and i don't understand why of ak-47s is it possible there's a donkey dick ak-47 likely probably, probably. i don't know enough what? about guns it might be the grip the uh the hand yeah it, this one says it's a donkey dick ak-4 okay that's weird so not just somebody with a motorcycle part, but also a gun, have named something sure. the donkey dick. I'm sure there's lots of other I, applications. Okay, for hold the, on. The donkey dick. I'm going to further go out on a limb. I'm going to do this so no one else has to put themselves in jeopardy. Science! I did it so I'm, you don't have to. I'm just going to look up donkey dick and see what images come Oh, up. God. Oh, no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Make sure you put the hold word on. motorcycle in there. No. Oh. Actually, L- look up dick pimple. No. No. <laughs> stop. 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 Okay. Don't Google donkey dick, but donkey dick grips is safe for children. <laughs> okay. Motorcycle so, grips. Emma. Yes. What other inappropriately named motorcycle accessories are there that you can think of? Uh, you know. Petcock. Well, petcock is short for Petrol cock, yeah. you know, so um, I'd need a little time to think about it because, I mean, everything had um, had a nickname back in the day. Um, and I'm trying to think if there were any that were particularly un- offensive. I mean, Donkey Dick 
certainly comes forward as the <clears throat> one of the worst offenders. I can't think of any right now, but I will come up with a little list for you next week. It was all so terribly long ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, when I heard you saying that, I was just like, wait, what? And there they are. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, so anyway, we I, should point yeah, out that, that... That's nuts. The Donkey Dicks are on a 1970 BSA 650 Thunderbolt that um, this young gentleman bought um, in a non-running state. Or I think he had it running, then it wasn't running, and then whatever, and it had clutch problems and drivetrain problems and wheel problems. <clears throat> but he had a very limited budget. And I helped him out as much as I was able. I gave him as much bang for the buck as I could on a very limited budget. And as of right now, the bike starts first kick. Sounds great. Sounds mm. great. Idles great. Goes great. Um, needs a little bit more work to be roadworthy. I mean, the tyres are ancient. In fact, the front tyre might be original, in which what? case it's got a 52-year-old front tyre on it. Um, the rear tyre's at oh, least geez. 20 years old. Um but I it's kind of cool, though. You know, it's kind of hokey, but it's, it's kind of yeah. cool as well. It's a rat rod cool kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and it gets lots of attention. All when I because I, I brought it down here in the El Camino, you know, because I had borrowed Liza's three bike trailer to go to the one show and then to drag mm -hmm. two bikes out to the quail yesterday, and so I thought, well, today I can return the trailer. Mm. And a bike. Stick the Thunderbolt in the trailer. So I called the owner and said, hey, it's going to be a recycle garage. And he said, oh, yeah, sure, I'll collect it, which, of course, he hasn't. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so there's this trailer with this 650 Thunderbolt in it, very rat-roddy. Um, and everyone who was going past me was, oh, thumbs up, this great-looking <laughs> yeah. bike. And fair enough. Mm. And, I mean, it is. It's a cool-looking bike. But... In order to get it to something that you could reliably ride and enjoy, God, you spent a fortune on yeah. it. Well, the uh, Donkey Dick Gribs, which I find inappropriately named, yes, um, sent me on a tangent, and I've just now created a game for you guys to play. Oh, God. Yay. And, and this is <laughs> called Inappropriate Names. I am going to read you <laughs> names from a category and you need to figure out what this category is okay 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 are you ready yeah okay mm -hmm. all right the first one is satanic night jar and we have to name the part of the bike the that, that this is not a motorcycle thing this is a inappropriate name things and they all belong in one category you have to guess bedpans the, okay that's your guess no okay so say satanic night jar the next one boobies oh that's a bird that is correct. So now I don't need to keep oh, reading. I'll read oh, you. We need to guess the categories here. The, the, they were all birds. <laughs> she she ruined the game. I'm just oh, going to read you some of these because oh. these would be great bike names if for our for our new bike company. What about Little Bustard? Bustard. <laughs> little Bustard. I I would yeah. Write that, a bike that'd name be now. like a that, like a, a ruckus type. All right. How about mm -hmm. Dick Sizzle? Dick Sizzle. <laughs> That's when your gas tank leaks and, <laughs> and drops gas on your on your crotch. Yeah. All right. Would you ride a bike called the Tiny Sky Tyrant? Hell yeah. <laughs> totally, right? Yeah. 
Uh, how about <laughs> <laughs> this one is called the Go Away Bird? Go away, bird. <laughs> how about would you ride a bike called the Pendulum Tit? Pendulum Tit. Pendulum like Tit. Pen- I like that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, John. Yes. This might be a good one for your your brand. Mm-hmm. Horned Screamer. <laughs> Horned screamer. <laughs> Horned screamer. I think so. Dude, I think. I think so. You know, I'll, I've I'll always said all the good bike names have been used up. Yeah. You go into Greek names, you go into, you know, Wolverines and Badgers. Right. No one's looking at bird names. Bird names. Which are off the right. wall. Some bird names are really off the wall. I think. Tell yeah. me, Emma, tell me what kind of bike you imagine this would be. Uh, if it was called the fluffy backed tit bad blur, <laughs> <laughs> it'd look not dissimilar to a Goldwing. Yep. Yeah, with like fur on the seat. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like, you know, tassels coming out of the handlebar. <laughs> yeah. All right. And um, uh, John, mm-hmm. if it was a somber tit, what would that look like? A somber tit would somber look like. Tit. It'd be wearing a black brassiere for a start. <laughs> it would look like a. It'd be a scooter. Oh dear! Probably with the reversible headlight. Yes. Right. Yeah. It'd be a scooter with a with a sobbing scooterist on it, <laughs> yeah. buying his groceries. Hey, bagel. Yes. Would you uh, ride a scooter uh, called the Noisy Pitta? Yeah, probably. Probably would. Because <laughs> if there's noise, you know, there's got to be some power there too, right? Yeah. And uh, Doug, can you describe to me what the hoary puff leg would look like? The hoary puff leg. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, um, that is a motorcycle. It's, I'm envisioning a scrambler that's going to burn one of your legs <laughs> with high, the side pipes. The high pipes. Yeah. yeah. All right, and Emma, we're going to end with you. Uh, please describe to me what the perplexing scrub wren looks like. Oh, God, yes. It's it's like a steampunk contraption, <laughs> probably with a triumphal BSA engine <laughs> and lots of bronze parts. <laughs> and a brown seat. And a bra- oh, it's got to have a brown diamond stitch <laughs> seat. <Yep. laughs> Brat style. Uh, Let's do some more announcements, shall we? Ooh, what's coming up? Um, this one is kind of a big announcement. We got a bunch of announcements. Yeah, we do. Uh, still have spots open on Stumpy's Land of the Giants? Yeah. Uh, you know, Pakistan trip of a lifetime. It's, you know, it's, we still got some spots. It's, we're getting within a couple weeks now, so. I, I don't know if this is a selling point or not, but I'll just share. On Moyne's current tour right now, they had 10, 10 crashes on the first day. This is not a selling point. (laughs) Well, but nobody hurt. Let me say, well, Well, somebody got stitches. Yeah. Um, They're 150cc bikes. I I mean, you know. And I think to be fair, it's not really an experienced crew Um, riding them. No, I think they are. But, um, I mean, Bagel knows, John will learn. I mean, there are, uh, there's road conditions, there's bike conditions, there's all sorts of reasons you might you know, grab a handful of brake or whatever. Mm. You go down. Also, you're just having a lot of fun because some of these roads are just amazing and you're kind of taking these little bikes faster than they should go. Right. Um, but with all the right gear, usually you just get back up and keep riding. Oh, well, you know. I saw a picture of an injury. <clears throat> yeah. But to me, that's 
it, to me, it's enticing, and that's the level of like fun you're gonna have. There's you crash. Yeah. You know, you do that riding in the dirt. It's an adventure. This is not a cushy trip. It truly is an yeah. adventure. And there is But they a, have hospitals and they've got places to take care of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're not in the backwoods and yeah. So um you've got some left, but we got some the, we haven't gotten to the big announcements yet. Uh let's I've got start. an even bigger announcement. I figured out who this looks like. Oh. So it's Emma like is Doug. holding like Doug a little bit. one of my new no. toys. I got an action figure. So this is an Evil Knievel, and this is a 10-inch doll, I believe? 8-inch. It's, it's an 8-inch. It says okay. on the back, it's Evil Knievel's 8-inch action. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it says. He would, he would not be happy about that. However. <laughs> and it does not look like him, and it looks... I figured out how it looks, and it won't mean anything to any of you, Okay. but all my English listeners yeah. who are my age, okay. this looks like Lance Percival. Uh, and Lance Percival... <laughs> Back in the 1960s in England, we had these wonderful things called carry-on films. That sounds like something you'd call someone when no. you to pick a fight with them. You no. Lance Percival. So, and Lance Percival was one of the actors in the carry-on films. And this is the absolute spitting image of him. It is, in fact, Lance Percival wearing an evil Knievel suit. It is, is the most gruesome thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> So, so, okay. All right, big announcements, big announcements. So I'll make the first one, and this is official, and this is an invitation to all misfits. <laughs> all right, you two. Is, is, is it Lance Percival? <laughs> it's Lance Percival. Let me see, Let's see. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's, it is. It's oh, it is. It's Lance Percival. Wow. <laughs> so wait, I did not. I, I did it. not buy this on AliExpress. I knew it looked did like. Did I a, get a Lance Percival doll? You did. You got a Lance yeah. Percival that is doll. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like the hair is going the right way. Yeah, everything. it's everything. <laughs> you yeah, got really a Lance is. Percival doll. I, I have to... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, simmer so down. Good. It's big announcement time, Emma. This is a big deal. This is something I've been All working right. on for months. All I'm very excited about it. Right. And I kind of teased about earlier in the year. Keep your panties on. Bagel. <laughs> yeah. I need you to please put this on your calendar. And anyone else who wants to come, this is an open invitation to everybody. On December 3rd, which is a Saturday. <clears throat> oh, yeah, this is a big deal. We are going to be having our 500th episode party. Yeah. Out. And it is now officially, I can say, it will be at the Moto Talbot Museum in Carmel Valley. I can think of oh. no better place right. to have this party surrounded by all these amazing bikes with stories. And um, Rob and Vivian Talbot are the neatest people imaginable. Um they're, they've been working very, very hard to make this happen. And I have this I have this vision in my mind of all the pieces that will be there. This is not promised now, but pieces are falling in place. So what I want to do is we, I want to uh, get some very interesting people to interview live in front of an audience there. And they said in that back room, we can kind of clear bikes out, put chairs out. Cool. Um, and I mean, there's a slew of Hall of Famers. Oh, hell yeah. Available to us, especially in Carmel Valley. Remember, that's where we interviewed um, Wayne Rainey, was there mm -hmm. at the museum. And then we went over to his bike and talked about the bike. Um, 
I also have already uh, discussed with Energica for them to bring Energica. bikes up to do test rides. Nice. On Carmel nice. Valley Road and Ooh. Laurelis Grade over to Laguna Seca. To, mm. You go either direction, and it's a perfect road to test ride. We were talking nice. about that with Gordon the other day, that Laurelis Grade over to Laguna Seca. So um, they're going to be there. Um, and I'm you know already what would be great is if we could get. And we know somebody is on the board um, to get be able to do a lap at, at Laguna. I know it might be, it's a long shot, but it'd be fun. Well, we're going to start with a group ride here at the garage that's going to go up to Carmel Valley. So that might be the time to do it. But right. it depends on what's going on there. But yeah. Right. Um, and then I'm going to be working on other details and things, but we're going to have some vendors there. Um, we're going to have, you know, uh, we're going to, I mean, Rob, I want I just want to go down the line and, and have Rob tell some of the stories of some of these bikes, you know, you know, one of my favorites there, Emma, which is probably just the crappiest bike there, but I'm fascinated by it. That Chinese knockoff. Oh God. It's the Chinese knockoff of a Ural, which is a knockoff <laughs> of a BMW. <laughs> and it's kind of like when you record over tape, over sure. tape, over tape, and it gets worse each time. It's like, <laughs> yes. it's like somebody described, it's, it's like somebody described a BMW over a bad telephone line. <laughs> yes. Or I, a can I've do a can with a string. Or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've seen one. The Jiang Qing. And it, it has yeah. a hey, reverse on it. I've got some news about the Talbot Museum. There's a misfit working there. There, there is. is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we've in infiltrated <laughs> the enemy camp. No, um, John Dalton. Mr. Who JD. JD. Yeah. One nice. of the earliest misfits. Yeah, he's a docent there. He's a docent there. I can think of no one yeah, he's great. better nice. to take care of these wonderful old motorcycles. So um, December 4th. This is an invitation. Yeah. We would love everyone to come out. I would like to, sorry, December 3rd. I would like as many people to come out and celebrate with us. This is a huge accomplishment. So anybody and everybody is invited. I want to get as many misfits past and, yeah. and present misfits there. Misfits unite. And listeners there because we're all in this all right. together. As we know, when we meet people at these shows, like they're misfits too. Like we know them, right? Well, right. And I want everyone to come out. This is a party for all of us. Right. And um, here's the deal. It's going to cost 10 bucks to get in. That's it. 10 That's bucks. It. Right because it's $10 admission to the museum. So the deal I have is <clears throat> it's, it's going to be open. Anyone can come and pay $10 admission and enjoy all these things. So, yeah. And all the money goes to the museum. Excellent. That's it. They let us use the space. And, and it's... Perfect. It's going to be a scene. We're going to have food trucks. It's, it's going to be a spectacle. There's going to be a lot of movers and shakers in the motorcycle industry. We've got test rides. We've got a museum. We've got food trucks. It's going to be great. But I want to be absolutely clear. Liza and everyone else works very, very hard to put this product out every week. But if it hadn't have been for listeners... Mm -hmm. There wouldn't be 200 episodes. So yeah. you guys are as valid as listeners as we are as putting out these products. So please come and party with us. Doug, you were on episode number two. That's when you appeared. Wow. Yeah. I got to go back and listen to <laughs> that. Episode nice. number two. And yeah. I remember saying, well, I think by the 10th episode, we should have this all 
figured out. Wrapped up, yeah. <laughs> we should have this figured out. We'll have everything dialed in by number 10. Yeah. And we're coming up on 500 and still and figuring we, we it out. we got to thank Zoe. Zoe yeah. started this whole thing. Without yeah. without Zoe, this, and, this and would be Megan. nothing. The first and episode, we, and me Zoe and, and me and Megan and I. Yeah. Just the three you guys were all working in the background and going, those nuts. <laughs> those ding-dongs. <laughs> Talking on a mic. And we still... Homage to Zoe, we still do cool, cool at the end of the episode. Yeah, she introduced it. Yep. So that's our big announcement. I'll be um, creating like you know flyers and stuff, and we want people to come out. Um, And Emma, that's on a Saturday. So then uh, Sunday, I think we'll be open house at the garage. I think maybe we'll have to have a barbecue going. Yeah, I mean, let's and have a party out here. Maybe continue do the party like on Sunday. a swap meet or something. I, I think just maybe a little bring your bike down and I mean, just hanging out. Yeah, I just, just want to hang out and get to know people. Right on. Just hang out, say hi. We'll get some pizzas down. We'll get some barbecue going down. Yeah, we'll bring um, the grill out. Yeah. And just I'll make everyone time. a nice cup of tea. No, don't or ruin it. <laughs> but guess what? <laughs> That's not the only thing we've been working on. John, you have an announcement. Yeah, I've actually got two announcements. So we are working on a... What do we call it? We, have, we just worked uh, on a name. <laughs> Misfits Adventure Weekend. Misfits Adventure Weekend. So we're going to invite all of you to come out to um, to do a weekend of dirt, dual sport riding uh, here in... Uh, here locally, we're talking to a local OHV park to well, host you can us. Say. Um, so we're talking to Hollister Hills yes. about hosting us. And the tentative date would be November seventeenth through twentieth. I'm still waiting for confirmation from them, but they're pretty, okay. seem like they're pretty open. And uh, you know, we'd love to have anybody come out. We're going to camp. We'll hang out at Hollister Hills. There's a ton of amazing riding out there, and then there's all kind of riding, you know, around uh, just around the general area. So, uh, so mark that down if you're interested in coming out. I think it's the weekend before Thanksgiving. So it should be a good weekend for folks. So, uh, so more information coming, but tentatively write that in. And then uh, Matt Beals and I are working on a on a trip together uh, to Mendocino National Forest, uh, which will be August 11th through 14th. Um, so if you want to come out and ride up in the national forest and can't, it'll be another camp out trip. Uh, we'd love to have you come to that. Also, sounds rad. So yeah, we're working on that. Um, oh, one more thing. And Jim and I are. Yeah, yeah. Also talking about a desert rally uh, on uh, MLK weekend in January. So that's we're still working on, the day, on on that, but I want to get it out to everybody right now so you can start marking these things down. So the so our desert extravaganza, whatever Jim wants to call it, come out and be crazy in the desert with us. Oh, one more quick announcement, and then we're going to get to emails. Bagel, check your ear email. Um, I still got I got the new shirts are for sale. Had a couple orders this week. Uh, if you go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com, click on shop. I've got two styles of shirts, uh, but the brand new one with the evil Knievel. Mm. Here's the thing. If you're going to be going to any events or shows, this is a shirt you want to be wearing. Yeah. Because everybody recognizes that silhouette of evil Knievel. It looks really cool. So this is the show you want to wear, uh, the, the shirt you want to wear. So go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com. And they're blue. And it's navy blue. It's not black. So go there, check that out. Um, we got some emails. Let's do yours first, Doug. All right. Uh, this is from Benjamin. It says, hey, Misfits, I sent you an email about my bike and how I blew up the top end, and now I have a question for you. Can you give me a nickname <laughs> from Benjamin? Uh, Postscript. I'm coming in a couple years. I hope I don't get dicked. 
So what, do you guys think we should just roll with donkey dick? Uh, I was thinking Narnar. <laughs> <laughs> Narnar. It's the Explain first thing it. that came into my head. I don't know. Blowing up a top end is Narnar. It's Narnar. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crappy. What do you think of that, Emma? I like Narnar. Narnar? There it is. Narnar. Narnar. All right. That is. It is. It's like gnarly. Just yeah. Narnar. G-N-A-R. G-N-A-R. Ooh. Narnar. Good one. All right, I have one here, um, and this one is from our friend Aaron Jestrub. says, hey, I'm heading down to the Eastern V-Strom rally. There's enough V-Stroms to have their own rally? What? <laughs> they could have three rallies. <laughs> it's being held at the Iron Horse Motorcycle Lodge in the Smoky Mountains near the Tail of the Dragon. Whoa, that sounds cool. Um, he'll probably hop on those twisty roads too. We'll be taking the Eastern bit of the Blue Ridge Parkway. I love that. The only section he's never ridden. Such an amazing, beautiful road. Then they'll be going to Dale's Wheels Through Time Museum. Oh, that's great. And then have a dirt ride for about five or six hours on Saturday, followed by a slow race and other activities. Should be a blast. Shoot, this sounds fun, man. Now, didn't didn't Dale die recently? Yeah, his son's running it now. Yeah, yeah, very good. He says, I sent you guys a package. There's something in there for everyone and instructions written on the package. I think you will find these little trinkets fun and enjoyable. There's a hint. One of the things, (laughs) I know what this is. One of the things I send are actually valve stem caps, according to the advertisement. (laughs) I know what that was. He says, either way, I'm positive, Liza, you will find a way to have fun with these little guys. I expect the package to arrive soon. Keep an eye out for it. Cheers, guys. Have a great rest of the weekend. Oh, weekend. I can't wait. Thank you. We love trinkets. Thanks, Oh, tra-la-la. Yes, we'll have to open that on the air next yeah. week. But I'm pretty sure I know what the one <laughs> thing is. because I have. We've had some pretty good yeah. packages opened on <laughs> the air. <laughs> yeah. All right, Emma? Well, uh, coincidentally... Mine is also from Aaron Gestro. Yeah. So, and I've got to try and read these in order because I don't think they're actually printed in order. No, no, no. You The second one first. The, the second one first, then the top one second, There's and a, then the yes. bottom one third, right? No. Yes. Okay. All right. Here we go. Yo, Misfits! Yo. Exc- exclamation Yo. point. Twice. I think I found one. A sub-500 project bike that Miss Emma might stand behind. Does it exist? I have been convinced that Miss Emma was right until I found this one tonight. I would definitely pick this up if it was a bit closer to my home. It's about four and a half hour drive. Maybe I will see if my wife wants to go to Ikea and I will sneak off with the truck. Um, <laughs> Scandalous! This thing looks sharp for a this age bike. Looks like a good bath, and maybe he said a bit of riding might be all it needs, and some tires if dry rotted. But to me, even if you had to rebuild the top end, the price is right. Um, if it's already gone, I included a screenshot for the proof. And what we're talking about here is an eighty-eight, ninety-eight. Virago 1100, mm-hmm. 37,000 miles, and it looks clean. And the description is, the bike has sat for two years. It started but ran on one cylinder, cleaned the carbs, installed a new fuel pump, removed the cobwebs. It starts and runs but smokes more than I recall. May just need to be ridden. I'm 74 and decided my riding days are over. It's five-speed drive shaft, most constable cruiser ever, windshield and bags. Blah, blah, blah. Does it have the monoshock? No. 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 
450 bucks. And I agree, that is a very good price. But. This is the thing, though. Once you start putting tires on, and well, maybe rings, let me ask you, and Emma. valve guides, and blah, blah, blah. In good condition, not like perfect show. Well, it's not good a high dollar bike. What is the highest value that bike was Two say? grand. Okay. Is that so, in today's dollars or normal time and dollars? that's all so, the money. If it's a $500 bike, you got $1,500 budget to still stay but, uh, You'll bar. get through that very quickly. Okay. If you do a top end on it, and tires, and brakes, and fork seals, and all this stuff... You know, and I don't... The thing is... Carb boots. Yeah, and all things the things. Start, yeah. Anyway, so we'll go to the number two email. Seems like someone else did indeed think this was a good project sold in under four hours. I emailed him immediately and it was already sold. So it may be a great example of a sweet sub 500 project deal. Few and far between do I ever see any deals around this price. Hell, I don't see any de- good deals for less than $2,000 really. Prices around our area are stupid right now. If it's less than five hundred or fifteen hundred or so, it's junk. Or maybe Babel might like it. Lots of scooters, um, and that's true wherever you go because this is <coughs> Idaho. Um, and Aaron includes, and this is the third email, which is really the fourth email <laughs> or the fifth. Um, I am prepping for the Eastern V-Strom Rally, which is going to be a blast. Yeah. Uh, rally swap meet and rides considered one of the most beautiful parts of the country. Not sure if I will be getting into the mess of the tail of the dragon or not. Yeah. Um, and the reason why is, is it's always packed with cars, riders, and idiots. Yes. But most likely I will since I will be within 30 miles of it, been on it many times. One of the attendees has uh, set up with a dirt ride up the mountain roads, explorer fire to act. Etc. Now that I am absolutely going to do it, I will also head down to Maggie Valley and check out Dale's Wheels. Well, he already yep. said that. Um, perfect opportunity. He's very excited, as you should be. So, because of this email and other emails like it that we have received, yeah, we talking of- about the project bikes. I propose to Emma that we do an entire episode sometime, and we're still. Fat gathering, but I think on the redheaded stepchild of motorcycles. Yes, eighties cruisers, eighties metric cruisers, and we can hone in. We can actually hone in on the least loved eighties cruiser. I mean, I admit I have no interest well, in having a as it as it appears. I'm not going to tell you that on air. Eighties cruiser. Oh really? But but there, co- I still think that they're the best platform to do something crazy i will show you a picture of it so we're gonna we're gonna we're working on 80s cruisers i think i want to convince people that there's gold in them thar hills (laughs) you know what i mean well you see i mean there is but they are harder to modify than you think because Mm -hmm. you've got to remember by the mid 80s japanese have been making cruisers for a little while yeah. And now they were beginning to step the frames and really rake out the fronts and do weird things. So they're hard to make look like a normal bike. If you remember that very handsome Guzzi I used to ride around on, which I believe showed up last week, it did, yeah, was a California. But the reason I was able to do that to it is it had a flat frame. It had a Tonti frame, who was the Lone Ranger's friend. You know that. Emma, mm-hmm. yes. best to your knowledge, what was the first metric cruiser? 
I'm trying to think. Was it it's Kawasaki? Yamaha. No, XS650. XS it was the XS650 That's not special. a cruiser. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It was the XS650 was special. special. Think, what year? 78. Um, and then the LTD Kawasaki came in. Yeah, the LTDs were big. Yeah, all around the same time. <clears throat> well, we're, we're going to deep dive into all that because there is a lot of history there. Um, we'll get into it. Um, Bagel. You have a final email to read? Yes. <clears throat> I have an email from Vittorio Blanco. <laughs> Vittorio Bianco. <laughs> and he writes, uh, Good day, misfits, and greetings from Melbourne, Australia. Listen to your podcast religiously and can't get enough of them. My Suzuki V-Strom 650XT <laughs> is finally arriving yeah. in the coming months. True. After what seems like an eternity. Interesting fact, there is not a single new V-Strom in Australia. Blimey. Times. Wow. Quick question for the group. Being a bit of a short ass, <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I should buy a low saddle for the bike or get my local bike shop to lower both ends of the bike. I am male in my early fifth. 163 centimeters tall, that's five foot four for you Yanks. <laughs> and with the STD saddle, I can place the balls of my feet on the ground when I adopt this slide the ass over <laughs> position when stationary. Otherwise, it is just the tips of my feet when I have the former <laughs> boots on, as this just will be tip. my first adventure <laughs> bike. I'm it's important to hit the gravel roads, not single tracks. After some training, which of the two lowering options would you recommend? Cheers, Victoria from Down Under. Why, why do you have to choose? Yeah, why, you don't have to choose. Do them both. Isn't the seat better to go with first so you don't have to mess with the job? Yeah, um, well, I mean, here's yeah. the deal. No, let me tell you something right now. If you do the geometry right, you're all right. You've just got to remember with the geometry, you do front and back. Right. You never do one or the other. Because if you do if you do front only, let's say you do the front only, nobody does the front. Would only, he just but, slide the the forks up? Yeah, the yeah. If you tree? do do yeah. the front only, if you do the front only, you will have you've basically you've shortened the rake and trail, so it's going to be a lot quicker to steering. Conversely, if you do the back only, you kick out the rake and trail, so now it becomes lazier steering. The trick is you put. Um, Lowering dog bones on the rear, drop the back an inch, drop the front like half an inch, and it'll ride just the same as it does right now. So if you have to choose, I right. say start with the least costly option, which would, that would be, be the dog bones. Lowering it. Because it costs nothing to lower the front yeah. end. No, not the seat. Costs nothing to no. lower the front Hang end. Hang on, stop I'm gonna and stop you, put you there. The lowering link. I'm gonna stop you there. On the suspension. I'm gonna stop you there. All right. you do is peel off the seat cover, go into the kitchen, get your bread knife. Yep. And just whoosh, shave off an inch. Shave off an inch on the seat, stretch the cover back on. Didn't cost you anything. It's never yep. come out good when I've done it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but you can go to an upholstery shop and they would do it real nice for 50 bucks. Yeah, low. Do you know, dog right, bones and- in Australia land. I think it was a. Was it Australia or Cockney land? Uh, it was Australia. It's, it's true. Truth, mate. You better get around here with a tire iron, mate. I got <laughs> yeah. a motorcycle my, stuck my up my ass. We we know riders around here that that master the art of sneak cheek. Yeah, and that's, my, that's my we got riders around here, mate, that master the art of baiting. 
All right, go ahead, bagel. <laughs> no, but my my thought is is that yeah, the lowering the seat is a best first bet because that way you keep the stock suspension the way that it is, and if that's enough to give you enough right. room to get your feet on the ground, then that's all you need. Because he hasn't got far but to go. If, if, if you right, but if you find that the seat's not enough then you can get it to lowering the suspension. And I would agree with you, Emma, that you want to lower both the front and rear at, at the same time. Keep the geometry the same. Or the other, right. If you lower one or the other, you're just throwing off the whole you know, suspension of the bike and it's not going to, not, not going to perform well. It will end in heartache and pain. I'm going to throw out one yep. more option. Platforms. White patent platforms. So That's on a couple good. of my bikes, I have a replacement seat by Seat Concepts. Mm-hmm. And what I love about them is they are wide at the rear for comfort and sitting, but then they taper down narrow at the front. So when you slide forward, it's more of a dirt bike style. For your dirt bike. For my KLR has KLR. it. My KLR yeah. has it. Uh, KLR is not much bigger than, I mean, it's about the same as a V-Strom. I'm saying having one that, a seat that is narrower at the front when you slide forward gives mm. you that room to get your, yeah. your legs down rather than going mm. around the seat. Does that make sense? Yes. So yeah. that's another option to look at. Something like a seat concept seat might give you the, the right. flexibility you need in the dirt to slide forward and then slide back where it's wider for touring. So lots of options right. open to you. And, and I checked, right. they We're, make them for the V-Strums. Sweet. Right, and essentially it's not just the height of the seat, but the shape of the seat as well. And they, right. and they offer it in three heights, usually standard, low, and high. Right. Yep. So it's not just lower, it's narrower too. That yep. makes a difference. That does. Well, so my Antipodean chum, you will end up with your feet flat on the ground no matter what you do. Your Antipodean chum? Yes. <laughs> Never heard that before. That means a friend from Australia. Oh. Because hmm. Australia and New Zealand are the Antipodes. Oh. And you can throw in Tasmania there as well. Wow. So, um, coming up, oh, <clears throat> next weekend. Oh, this is exciting. Oh. This is exciting. It is. So first of this, uh, we're calling it summers, are Misfits Weddings. It's the first Misfits Weddings. Yeah. Kat and Justin are getting married. Woot, woot. Yeah. And Zach is coming into town. Oh, isn't that great? So, yeah, Zach will be here. He's going to be staying with me. Nice. And then the weekend after After that, that. I'm going, no, not then. Two weeks after that. Then two weeks after that, Micah and Charlie. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And um, I'm marrying them. Yeah, you are. Aww. So uh, I will be doing the Dearly Beloved. That's awesome. Yeah, isn't it great? And then after that, uh, Sarah and Hannah. So much. It's going to be a yeah. so hungover misfit. So, yeah, so it really is. So let's see. Oh, I think, is... you know what? I I think, Liza, you should marry your Africa twin. <laughs> I'll perform the ceremony. <laughs> Um, she could cheat on the 690 then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here's where <laughs> I have side piece. an ask for our listeners. Send us an email. So easy. I would like to know from our listeners, what would you name your motorcycle company and first model? I'd like to hear some more of these. Don't go to bird names. <laughs> <We've already> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, recycle motorcycle garage at gmail.com. I want to hear what right. names uh, you would come up with. Send us your questions. Well, I'm going to be riding home on my Pegaso Zodiac Twin Cam. 
<laughs> Your thringle. With a thringle engine. <laughs> I'm going to see if my wife wants I'm, to ride on the stump jumper. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Okay. Triple <laughs> on that note. Triple underhand crap shafts. Mass flowed port wow. and lemon. Okay. I thought of a name for my first bike. Oh. Uh, number nine motorcycle um, industries. Gonna be called the Rock Tumbler. The Rock Tumbler. Ooh. There you go. Okay, there you go. All right. So big thanks to all of our listeners. And big thanks to our Patreon subscribers. Who are easily the finest human beings. Who are letting on the me be generous and give away money. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving away your money, you know. Um, I know. Listen, we are far more careful with your money than we are with our own. So um, if we give <laughs> away Patreon bar. money, it's 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 gotta be for a good cause. But Patreon subscribers, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. But Again, big thanks to all of our listeners, all of our misfits. I hope uh, you put it on your calendar December 3rd. Come out for the weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And gosh, I'm going to get as many misfits here as I can. There, there's been like a hundred of us, yeah, right? At least. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. And we'll get everyone out there. So big thanks. I think it's ready uh, to get out of here, everyone. This is Liza. Stumpy John. Emma Darling. Douglas. Bagel. And we are out of here. Cool. cool. cool.